0: It's time for the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast.
1: On this edition of the Kirby on Sports Podcast, we'll touch on the college football playoff. We will touch on NFL games such as the Cowboys versus the Saints and the Washington football team versus the Raiders. We will also preview the matchup between the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys. All that and so much more. All coming your way next. You're listening to the Kirby on Sports Podcast. Shut up, Q. Shut up, Q. connected this is dave johnson voice of the washington wizards
2: you have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man josh kirby on sports podcast
1: coming to you from the trumbull insurance agency virtual studio turn your stress and anxiety into peace and security with trumbull insurance please contact patrick Ban kemper today at 540-532-0622 for all your insurance needs for the rest of our sponsors reger building services pm plus reserves shenandoah primitives dr dave leadership corporation and mark francis with icon real estate this is another edition of the kirby on sports podcast and i i, I just want to applaud dan demsky first and foremost for taking more time off to go to hawaii when we're stuck here in the cold weather i mean it hasn't been too cold but still it's a lot colder than what it is in Honolulu, Hawaii, wherever Dan the Weapon Dembski is. So I hope you're enjoying yourself, Dan, for Pete's sake. But I do have the Swiss Army knife, Carlos Martinez, so I'm with me. Hi, Carlos.
2: I mean, you don't sound angry at all. Like, at <laughs> all. Like it's Dan, I know you're going to listen to this. I hope you do. I hope you're having a great vacation. I'm happy for you. It's clear Kirby's bitter, so... I mean,
1: it was a joke.
2: It was a joke. He lies, lies, lies.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's pretty funny, though. Um, it, it was just great to hear he went to Hawaii. And I wonder what it's like out there right now. But it's probably uh, rainy, a good time. Very
2: rainy right now.
1: Well, well, I, I heard he's going surfing, <laughs> taking surfing lessons. So. Maybe we can get some video put up on the podcast. See Dan epically failing, yeah, falling
2: off a. Server. Probably not, but <laughs> here's the wishful thinking. <laughs> Who
1: knows? We have a lot to get to on this edition of the Kirby on Sports podcast, and we are mixing things up. Um, first and foremost, we are talking about the newly set college football playoff. We have the number one seed. You guessed it, Alabama Crimson Tide against the number four seed Cincinnati Bearcats. And this is the more interesting matchup, the number two Michigan Wolverines under the direction of Jim Harbaugh against number three Georgia Bulldogs. Um, Very interesting championship, um, uh, championship Saturday with all the conference championships going on. Um, but uh, it, it was just very interesting to see how this college playoff got set. And if you know me, I don't call it, uh, cover college football that often, but when I do, I hate Alabama.
2: <laughs> Your anthem literally is the song, I hate Alabama. <laughs> oh, that's a great song, by the way. But, yeah, I mean – once again, it's like they're just they're just like uh the guy from Halloween, now, what's his name? I can't remember. Michael his name. Myers. Yeah, Michael Myers. They just can they just never die. You think they're fi- finally finally you think somebody's going to kick these guys out, they're going to be out of the playoff and then they go and they dominate the number 1 team in the nation in Georgia in the SEC Championship game and get the number 1 seed back. It's ridiculous how Nick's. I mean, they're they're like the Patriots. They won't die. They just won't die.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I I mean, as an Alabama uh, hater, I just uh, I just can't believe they're back in this position. But um, what do you think of those matchups, though? Yeah, I, well, mean, I mean, not uh-huh. just Alabama, Cincinnati, but yeah, Michigan yeah, yeah. UG- uga as well.
2: Yes, yeah, so, I mean. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> uh, definitely the game of the night is going to be Michigan, um, Georgia, just because it just feels like, the, I don't know, it just feels like those two teams are both so close. And with Alabama, like, so I've been rooting for Cincinnati all season. I've been hoping that finally somebody out of the Power Five, of one of the group of five schools, was going to get in. Cincinnati's undefeated. They show that they can compete at this level because. You know, they beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame through the season. That's their big win. That's really what kind of got them in uh, over Notre Dame because Notre Dame number five, if I remember correctly. Um, but, I mean, it, uh, it's it's so hard for Cincinnati because they, I mean, they played well against Georgia in the Peach Bowl last last year at the end of the year. But now they get it. They finally get into the playoff, and guess what? Your reward is you have to play Alabama at uh, the Cotton Bowl. Well, not at the Cotton Bowl, but in the Cotton Bowl at you know AT and T Stadium, of course, home of my Dallas Cowboys. Can't wait till we get into that later. Um, <laughs> you know, um, that's a tough. It's a tough ask. It's a tough ask for Cincinnati to try to overcome. I think they'll. I think they're going to compete, but ultimately, I think Alabama is going to take that one but the it's the Michigan Georgia matchup that's going to be very interesting because we saw listen Georgia doesn't really I mean Stetson their quarterback is not not necessarily the guy who seems like he's going to win these big games. He's uh, a walk on. So, he's a walk on. He was a I backup at the beginning that. of the season. JT Daniels was the starter. JT Daniels got hurt during the season. Stetson came in, they decided just to go with Stetson for the rest of the year. The difference is, is he was ne- he never because of how good George's defense was he never the game was never in his hands like it was never up to him to win the game and we saw what happened when it was up to him to win the game Alabama completely ran all over them or threw all over them Bryce Young of course Heisman finalist um yeah i mean we haven't covered college football since last year's college football playoff so i mean it kind of figured it was the right time to finally bring it back but i think that michigan georgia game is more of a toss-up for me than anything else
1: well my my reason uh my thing is when will alabama not be in the college football playoff when when is there going to be some sort of change some sort of uniformity to the fact that you can't always pick alabama number one or put them in the college well i mean if
2: they're the football. best team what are you supposed to do it's it's up to these other teams to out recruit them i mean it's well, just that simple
1: well even with they had two losses right
2: no alabama, alabama's only had one they only lost uh, to texas a&m
1: well i feel like alabama wouldn't be in the spot they are in if auburn beat them but, it went well, uh, but Auburn
2: beat didn't beat them. Ultimately, Alabama persevered. It's not as if Alabama had been number 1 this whole time. They were number 3 going into this matchup against uh-huh. Georgia. Georgia was the number 1 team from since Alabama lost to Texas A&M. Everybody had Georgia winning. Georgia had the Georgia has the defense to do this. They did not perform. Alabama d- dominated them and you know, that's why they're the number 1 team in the nation
1: yep it they just keep coming back every single year so the college football playoff um I'm gonna take Alabama unfortunately over Cincinnati and I'm gonna
2: to. you have to <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah I, I I think that's gonna be a just not even a contest in my no opinion.
2: no 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 it's gonna be a con Cincinnati is very good they're a really good team I mean I, they-
1: I don't think Cincinnati can Keep how, but up you, down. but
2: how, but how you haven't really watched the Cincinnati play? I, and
1: now I, 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 mean, I've done some highlight watching throughout. Some the- highlight
2: watching, but you don't actually watch the team play, play in and play out like I do. I, I watch pretty much everything. Um, but Georgia, I mean, they took Georgia to the like Georgia had to pull that game out of their ass last year against um against Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati. I mean, they're going to the Big Twelve. Soon, so they're going to be out of the the group of five. They're going to move into the power five now that you know Oklahoma and Texas, you know, moved over to the SEC where they're not going to do anything. <laughs> but now Cincinnati is moving into the Big Twelve, so they're a they're a big enough program now where they can get out of the power five and into the I'm sorry, not the, the group of five into the power five. Um, they're a good team. There's a reason why they're 12 and 0. They've beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame this season. I mean. You know their quarterback Desmond Ritter is very good. I mean, they have a lot of weapons that match, and they they have a lot of weapons on defense that match up very well with Alabama. Alabama's missing one of their top wide receivers who tore his ACL in the SEC Championship game. So I don't think it's going to be a blowout. But I don't think Cincinnati will win, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout like you're thinking it's going to be. Cincinnati will make it competitive, but not competitive enough where it seems like Alabama's going to lose it.
1: So if it's Alabama in the national championship game again who who do we think they're facing?
2: Honestly, you see that's what I'm saying this Michigan Georgia game is such a toss up. I think
1: Michigan um, could win it.
2: Michigan kid could, could win it. Um Georgia's defense is still is they're still good. They just had a very bad a bad day at the office against Alabama. You're going up against Nick Saban. What do you Nick Saban, what do you expect? Um, y- y- Michigan could do it. Um, it, it but th- these teams are just so. I mean, right now the opening line is seven, you know, seven and a half points, uh, in favor of Georgia. Um, I I don't know. Like I I just don't know. Like they're saying Georgia's going to be up by a tu- you know can win this game by a touchdown, but I just I just want to know how. How they respond to the way they lost to Alabama? Like, how do you? How does this team respond to it? Michigan right now is on a roll. My heart is kind of saying Michigan, but my head is saying Georgia.
1: It's going to be really interesting in the college football playoff once again. The number one seed, Alabama, facing the number four seed, Cincinnati, and the number two seed in Michigan facing the number three seed. In UGA. We'll talk NFL football right after this break. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you about regroup building services. If you're looking to get your home remodeled, any part of your home, bathroom, kitchen, want to get a deck built, anything like that, regroup building services can just about do everything. And Take it from me, because they came in and they remodeled my family's kitchen. And they do a great job. So if you're looking for any sort of home remodeling needs, uh, deck work done, anything of that nature, reach out to my guy Sean Hibbard over at Regroup Building Services today. You can check them out on their website, www.regroupbuildingservices.com, where they do the honey do's that your honey don't. Make sure you tell them Josh sent you For sports fans living in condominium and homeowners associations, as well as business professionals. When you need a reserve study, PM Plus Reserves has been in business since 1990. Their studies are accurate and easy to understand. Check them out when your association needs a study, www.pmplusreserves.com. You can also contact them at 703-803-8436. Once again, www.pmplusreserves.com. Man, now we can talk about some football that we both like in the NFL Let's start off with Carlos's Cowboys in a big win over the New Orleans Saints. Carlos Martinez, I mean, let me just ask you one thing. Four interceptions by this Dallas defense. You, you mm. must have been out of your seats screaming, hooting, hollering. Man, the, my Dallas Cowboys, four interceptions. How many did Trayvon have? One. One? Just one? Yeah. Well, good grief. I he should have had two. More. He
2: had an opportunity at two, but he dropped the... I mean, I kind of figured uh, Trayvon was going to get at least one. Well, four Taysom
1: interceptions. Hill. I mean, that <laughs> that does not help at all. And this solidifies more the fact that Taysom Hill shouldn't Stinks. be
2: paid. <laughs> Taysom Hill is garbage. He
1: shouldn't be paid as much as he is no
2: i don't i mean we we got our sample size of taysom hill last season he sure he was three and one but i mean they had alvin kamara they had i think at that point i think they still had um what's their wide receiver's name again i can't remember his name right now um the guy who's out right now michael thomas thomas yeah yes michael thomas yeah michael thomas um you know they i think they still had i think he was still playing at that point or he might have been out at that point I don't remember but I mean they didn't look good they didn't look the best with Taysom Hill in and uh, uh, Taysom Hill's just not a good quarterback he's not I've always said it I don't understand why he like he's a good utility player you know he 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 he's he's a good gadget guy but he's not he's not a starting quarterback
1: yeah yeah, I, I I understand that. I can agree with that because I mean his utility role, he seemed to be working nice. I mean, I feel like he could be plugged into the defense and do. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah a I don't know about
2: the defense, job. but
1: <laughs> I mean, he has been plugged in there. Punt return. That's punt not blocked. defense. That's special teams. Yes, yeah, special. <laughs> yeah, excuse me, special teams. I mean, he's plug and play, but he's not good at one position. I don't think mm-hmm. he can be mm-hmm. thrown into quarterback and mm-hmm. it's it just be exclusively
2: things. a quarterback.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, the what they were doing differently, the Saints were were putting him in different positions and like, yeah. like so teams would have to game plan oh, worst taste I'm going to be. But strictly mm-hmm. as a quarterback and nothing else, I mean, it's proven you don't fear here. him. yeah Yeah.
2: like i i had no fear going like you saw it in in the group messages dan was trying to be dan was trying to get me to be a little worried i was like i'm not worried it's taysom hill like dallas could have you know could could be playing our offense could be playing which our offense did play very rough it wasn't the best showing from our offense which is starting to get a little concerning uh considering where we are at the season but um I still had no fear. I was like, "It's Taysom Hill. He's going to give us the game." And while Taysom Hill was effective as a runner, um, it, I never feared him through the air. I knew he was going to make dumb mistakes. He made four dumb mistakes. You know, we got the pick, or I'm sorry, not the pick six, the thick six um, from <laughs> from uh, you know our line, our defensive lineman. I mean, I don't. I I just I just never feared Taysom Hill. He's not. He doesn't scare me whatsoever.
1: I mean, it, looking at this Dallas Cowboys team from an offensive perspective in this game, it didn't seem like they were moving the ball well, um, no. running wise. It looks like Zeke Elliott's still nursing that injury. If he is. He's, he's not. It, him, it put him on. It a doesn't look count. like
2: it. He is. He is nursing that injury. Like that injury is hindering him. Yeah. A it, lot. Like it, you can it, tell, it he just runs that. different. Yeah. He's not running the same way he was running earlier in the season. It He needs to – I understand that he doesn't want to, you know, he wants to be there for his team, that, you know, he wants to be tough. But, like, we need him in the playoffs. And, you know, but we'll see what they do.
1: C.D. Lamb still looks like uh, – he's still looking good. Uh, Mm -hmm. seven receptions, 89 yards. And Dalton Schultz, I I think Dalton Schultz is really good uh, for the Cowboys as well. Um, He had five receptions, 43 yards. So your receivers, I mean, putting up some numbers, not a lot of crazy stat-popping numbers, but still. And you had Cooper back.
2: Yeah, Mari Cooper obviously came back from COVID. He only had like i think it was like 30 snaps he didn't have a lot He he's on a pitch count or he was on a pitch count for that game i don't know if he's gonna be a pitch count against washington um but uh yeah I've, you know th- it was a strange week leading up to it because of course you know mike mccarthy tested positive for covid he watched the game from a hotel room in dallas um and you know dan quinn you know are are uh our lord and savior on defense, um, you know, he obviously... That wasn't was, was, going to
1: be an issue, though. I mean, Dan Quinn, he had head coaching experience. Yeah, he had head
2: coaching experience, but, I mean, it's different step, you know, when you're not the head coach of the team, having to step into that role and also run the defense the way he likes to run the defense is, is you know, I have to applaud Dan Quinn. He, he did a fantastic job, you know, being the... Um, you know, t- taking on that role. Thankfully, he's had experience. The person who really suffered from the, from Mike McCarthy not being there, I think who lost a lot of shine in this game was Kellen Moore, our offensive coordinator, because the thing about it is, is Mike McCarthy, he's the, C- he's the CEO of everything. So if he doesn't like something that Kellen Moore calls, he has the power to override it and say, hey, I don't like that play, call another play. We saw it time and time again during this game. They kept trying to run it in between the tackles and it was not working, and Kellen Moore continued to call it, and then when we needed him to actually call a run play, he was calling a pass play, and we were going three and out in like a minute and seven seconds, and not capitalizing on all these, you know, turnovers that we were getting, and finally, our defense was like, you know what, if the offense is going to shut this game down, we're going to do it ourselves, and got the, of course, pick six, um, yeah, it's uh, I think he he's definitely the big loser or one of the big losers in this game is Kellen Moore because there's a lot of talk of him. You know, people were even saying, you know, not me were saying, hey, at the end of the season, why don't we fire Mike McCarthy and just promote Kellen Moore to head coach? That's, a bad, ke- yeah, That's now, a bad idea. Yeah, now now it looks like mm-hmm. a bad idea. But then, or or you know, enjoy Kellen Moore while we can because at the end of the season he's gone. He's going to be a head coach at some other team. This was his chance to shine. He did not shine. He called a abysmal game. His play calling since the bye week has been awful. Dallas' offense does not look at all the same. And I understand we still won. I should be, you know, a lot of us, uh, you know, we should be happy, you know, as Cowboys, uh, not you, of course, because you're not a Cowboys fan. But as Cowboys fans, we should be happy. We should be celebrating. We're 8-4. and four, But we've seen what this team, like, what this team offensively looks like. Defensively, they're holding their end of the bargain right now. Offense, like ever since we came back from the bye, ever since Dak got, you know, that strained calf, you know, and like it just hasn't looked the same. Now, we have to also factor in the fact that they've had guys missing Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, have all missed time. Um... So, going into this Washington game, this is the first time it looks like we're going to have everybody back, including the guys on defense. So, our excuses are starting to run out of the whole, we're missing guys, our head coach is out. we we got to stop at that. Now is the long stretch. Dallas needs to figure it out offensively. Luckily, we've had this mini-bye week with 10 days off since we're going Thursday to Sunday. So, hopefully, we've done some self-reflection and we can figure something out. But Dallas offensively in this game against the Saints... Did not look the best.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you summed it up very perfectly there, Corliss. I don't really have much to add. But uh, like I said, um, like I just touched on, Dan Quinn was the Mm -hmm. interim head coach. And it just looked like he went down onto the sidelines with his hat on backwards (laughs) with not a care in the world. Like, hey, I'm just going to coach this football team today. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean...
1: <laughs> I've never seen a, hat, a head coach wear his hat backwards before.
2: I'm pretty sure somebody's worn his hat backwards. I mean, it's not... Dan
1: Quinn just looks like a chill coordinator. Like, I'm just here to coach my guys up and win football games.
2: I mean, he's definitely got a lot less on his plate than he did when he was at Atlanta. So,
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but,
2: yeah, I mean... We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm still... I'm still confident in my team. We're going to figure it out. The offense just needs to just needs to work on some things and what better week to do it and prove and shut the world up than against Washington, which we'll touch on later.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we'll touch on that shortly. The Cowboys 27 and the Saints 17. The next game we will talk about. Another close game, another 17 to 15 victory because on Monday night they won 17 to 15. Also, Mm -hmm. the Washington football team over the Las Vegas Raiders. And, Carlos, I'll tell you this. The Washington football team going into this game, I was sort of scared that the Raiders would beat this team. And the Raiders were out uh, Darren Waller. Mm -hmm. And they're uh, starting running back, too, I believe. I can't think of his name off the top of my head.
2: Was it Josh Jacobs?
1: No, he played, I believe. It was, I, I forget who it was exactly, but Hmm. I I mean, the Raiders played decent offensively Hunter Renfro. I don't know. Washington just couldn't find his number. He had nine receptions for 102. yards. Same here.
2: We couldn't figure him out either. (laughs) Oh
1: yeah. I mean, Hunter Renfro. It's like, he's doing, he's just moving around, finding ways to get open. Oh my God. He's just
2: sneaky. He's just sneaky guy.
1: Absolutely sneaky. And, I mean, Carr, he looked decent, 20 for 30, 249 yards, but no touchdowns. Jacob, ran, uh, Josh Jacobs ran in for a touchdown um, as well. Um, so, it, it ran in for the touchdown, um, no passing touchdowns. But I, I, I think the defense played well. Again, Mm -hmm. I think they had another good game for this Washington football team, and that really helped. But I feel like um, some of the stuff Washington needs to work on is, um, obviously, they could have had a bigger lead than 7-3 going into half, but it just didn't work out. And Mm -hmm. those are some of the things Washington needs to correct in order to succeed in the gauntlet. Dallas, Philly, Dallas, Philly, New York. And Mm -hmm. it it starts with correcting the mistakes that this team has made in this game. And I'll be the first to say this Washington football team, seeing how they played Dallas would smack them by 50. Mm -hmm. If they don't Mm -hmm. change anything.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, Mm -hmm. nod your head. Okay. Mm Well, 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 Carlos is disagreeing with me, but I disagree with Carlos because Dallas- You always have
2: this very doom and gloom look on things where I see it from the Dallas Cowboys perspective. On, You know what? We have to wait because this isn't the segment for it. We have to wait. We have to wait. We have to wait. Go yeah, on. But, go, go on. Go on. Go on.
1: So anyways- the offense, Taylor Heineke. My gosh, Taylor Heineke can move around. Yeah, he, he can. I mean, <laughs> he he knows how to move around in the pocket. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that really irritated me with Taylor Heineke, he put a high point on the football, mm-hmm. and that is not good in some situations. Mm-hmm. He had his hand pick turned into an interception. Um. For him obviously i mean it wasn't ideal but i understand he had his hand hit but still high mm-hmm. point on the football and you can't have that all the time yeah and uh, i mean that touchdown by logan thomas he had to reach up and literally grab it in order to get it but that was a nice touchdown beautiful catch sad that he's going to be out for this game yeah yannick and Gokway that low block towards ACL. He's mm-hmm. out for the season. I mean, looking at that, I feel like it was a very dirty hit. Yeah. But agreed. It, it, it was terrible. There's no place for it in football, mm-hmm. the run game for Washington. They look pretty good. Antonio Gibson, 23 carries for 88 yards. Unfortunately, JD McKissick was out in concussion protocol. So they have Wendell Smallwood in there and Curtis Samuel mixed in there as at running back as well. Mm-hmm. The game once again came down to the wire and we had a brand new kicker out of Virginia tech, <laughs> Brian Johnson, who's been in the league. He played for the saints most recently, if um, memory serves correct. And, he drills what is the game-winning field goal, and mm. Washington just had to play solid defense for 38 seconds. Yep, and they almost blew it with that deep ball. Mm. But
2: mm, nah, not
1: really. But... I mean, they. I mean, it looked touchy-feely. I'm glad mm. nothing was called, but it was like let the players play in that situation. But I was like, yeah, that doesn't look good and then they mm-hmm. throw Hail Mary. I think up. the I
2: think the refs got are about done given the Raiders uh, all those you know PI calls. You know, th- I think they used them all in the Dallas game.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then obviously Caruthers that Hail Mary coming up short and the Washington football team are now on a four game winning streak and I mean they look good but there's still a lot to work on. Um, mm-hmm. Heineke needs to stop putting that darn high point on the football or, or Trayvon Diggs will sniff out a football, uh, mm-hmm. uh to take to the opposing team's end zone. If you know I don't what know I mean, if he'll get a but,
2: pick six, but I mean,
1: but still high point on the football, you got to work on still keep that run first mentality in the mm-hmm. defense just has to play better. And mm-hmm. it might be, they
2: play pretty good. I mean.
1: It might be even better with Montez Sweat. He may be coming back this week, but I'd like to get your thoughts on this game.
2: I mean, I don't really have too many thoughts. I mean, obviously it's a huge turnaround for Washington to, you know, (laughs) go on this nice stretch where now they put themselves in prime position to get into the playoffs. Um, I was even messing with like the playoff machine on, on ESPN and all that stuff. And like, I was like working out scenarios and stuff and like, even if say like they do lose to Dallas uh, twice in this next 3 week stretch they're still in a great position to make the playoffs um but uh more imp- to this game i think this game to show that they can win these close type of types of games and rely on their defense now again and this defense is starting to play back up to the level that they were playing at a, at the end of last season um, I think that's a that's a huge thing for Washington. Um and and that's why it's making this matchup against the Cowboys coming up. That's why it's making it so, you know, interesting. And I wish it was in prime time, but that's not gonna be until they're in Dallas. That's when it's gonna be in prime time. But this it's one's gonna after be a one. Christmas. O'clock. Yeah. Um That's why and this one's gonna be Um a one o'clock kickoff, which I still find so not, like this is come on, this is a prime time game. What are we doing? Um but um. Yeah, I mean, for them to go to Vegas, you know, obviously, it's distraction city right there, and to, you know, be locked in and to win a close game like that, you know, despite all the things that were kind of going against them, and losing, you know, Logan Thomas, who's been, you know, a didn't he just come back too? Yeah, he just
1: came back too. you immediately
2: lose him off of a dirty block. He's really,
1: um, really good. He's a valuable asset. This offense will miss
2: yeah he he provides that he's he's basically heineke's security blanket you know he's a guy that like you know he's big he's you know he's he's pretty mobile i mean he's got great hands i mean that cat that touchdown catch was incredible despite the fact that it was a high pointed ball i mean washington right now are in a good spot like i said but Agreed, they do have some things they need to they need to clean up, and a lot of it is what you listed.
1: Yep. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see, and like myself and Carlos said, next week Washington plays Dallas. It's going to be very interesting. We'll get into that shortly. But once again, the Washington football team 17 and the Vegas Raiders 15. I will say one thing, though that stadium is very
2: nice yeah it's a very I mean don't you just wish Washington could get something like that (laughs) it'd be nice they will never get a stadium as nice as Allegiant Stadium is but they I mean come on like they they go to these places I mean Allegiant Stadium is a very nice stadium it's smack dab in the middle of Vegas I mean eh, it's It'll be interesting to see how that place goes.
1: You know, one thing I forgot to mention is um, Taylor Heineke got pressured a lot. And uh, Raiders defensive player Max Crosby. I'm not a big fan of him because, I mean, that roughing the passer call, he straight put off. Crosby all. play? I don't think Crosby played. Oh, Crosby played. He made his presence known. The O-line started, uh, like, it started getting chippy there, and, Uh, he he threw his whole body weight and it caused a penalty roughing the passer obviously Mm -hmm. and he was like why why me and he was like complaining and i was like oh man that that just looked bad and it got chippy there like one of the players held heineke down for a little bit too long Mm -hmm. and like like just holding him down and then the o-line started like getting around those players and it almost broke out into a fight. But I mean the chippiness there towards some of it, but I mean, I Um, I don't like Max Crosby. I really don't get a good vibe when I see him play. And that's just from the Washington football team.
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't really have an opinion on him, (laughs) Uh, but I mean, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So coming up next We will run through the hurry-up offense right here on the Kirby on Sports Podcast. Is it finally time to upgrade your home's interior? How about with an authentic farm table made locally from recycled barn wood? Shenandoah Primitives, based right here in Winchester, Virginia, makes farm tables, benches, tables, coffee tables, and a long list of other items for your home decorating needs. At Shenandoah Primitives, function and style are combined for great furniture that will last generations. If you're interested in combining the industrial look of metal with wood or considering something incredibly unique with a live edge, Shenandoah Primitives turns those ideas into reality. Thinking about a mirror, wine rack, or other activities XMPs for your home, Shenandoah Primitives can assist with that as well. As a local small business, Shenandoah Primitives is happy to work with each client for a custom design or schedule an appointment to come out and view current inventory. Local high-quality handmade items can be found at Shenandoah Primitives. Find us on Facebook and Instagram, or visit us at www.ShenandoaPrimitives.com. Once again, that's www.ShenandoaPrimitives.com.
0: Hey, sports fans. Thank you for listening to and supporting the Kirby on Sports podcast with founder and host Josh Kirby, along with lead contributor Dan Dembski. Like, subscribe, and give them a five-star rating wherever you get your podcast from. My name is Dr. Dave Miles, founder of Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation. Our company helps leaders build engaged and productive teams. Exclusively for listeners of the Kirby on Sports podcast, you can take an opportunity to discover your primary communication style and learn more about effective communication with others. Text Kirby to 757-903-0743 for your free copy of the Working From Home Communication Assessment where you'll learn... Your primary communication style, how to better communicate with others not like you, and tips on working remotely based on your personal communication style. Ten minutes, tons of resources, learn about yourself and your team. Again, text Kirby to 757-903-0743 for your free assessment report today. I'm Dr. Dave Miles, founder of Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, where we help you and your team be more engaged and productive by understanding each other better. Back to you, Josh.
1: I'm Josh. Alongside me, the Swiss Army Knife, Carlos Martinez. It's time for the hurry up offense. Carlos, are you ready? Let's do it. The Falcons in the box. The Falcons kept this game close, but the Buccaneers eventually running away to take this game. One takeaway from this game for me, Tom Brady's pick six by that lineman or whatever. It was like, he was like, "Why'd I do that?"
2: I mean, Tom Brady still owns Atlanta, so yes, <laughs> he does. I mean, there's not much to say. So, so what? He threw a pick six. I mean, he still got the victory. Absolutely, and he's actually the favorite to win the MVP.
1: That's incredible. But I'm not surprised anymore.
2: <laughs> I mean, who? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you can't give it a. I mean, you, we we could. I don't know. I mean. It's like nobody wants to win it, so it's like they're just like, screw it. Let's just give it a Tom Brady. <laughs> I,
1: I I guess so. Yeah. And the Cardinals thirty three, the Bears twenty two in Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins' first game back since injury. Mm-hmm. They played pretty well. I mean, Kyler not the best, but Andy Dalton with four picks. Come on,
2: Oof, yeah. That that I mean...
1: Bears team is not looking good.
2: No, I. Uh, Nagy is on his way out. There's no way that. There's no way you can keep him another season. Um, but for Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins to come back and, yeah, sure, they didn't put up monster numbers, but they didn't need to against, you know, the Bears. I mean, the Bears kind of lost the games themselves. Um, yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray, if he had, had he not gotten hurt and been out for like the last, you know, month, it was only three weeks, but it felt like a month. I mean, he'd still probably be in, um, you know uh mvp you know contention but because he missed those 3 3 weeks he's he has no shot um but I, I don't know i'm still not afraid of the cardinals why am i still not afraid of the cardinals i
1: don't know they're 10 and 2 i think they're still flying under the radar in my opinion i think so.
2: i mean i guess i mean dallas plays them you know before you know in the middle of the gauntlet that we're about to have between all the nfc east teams so uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens then. But I mean, good for Kyler Murray to come back and you know be healthy and and look like that. But I think that's the thing that doesn't scare me about the Cardinals is that Kyler Murray is just can't stay healthy. And without Kyler Murray, they're not that dynamic of a team. I mean, Colt McCoy did all right, but I don't fear Colt McCoy. Yeah
1: absolutely the chargers over the bangles 41 to 22 this was a game that very much surprised me i thought mm-hmm. the way the chargers have been going the bangles could win this game but the chargers the Bengals were close the bangles were, Bengals close, were close but then a turnover the chargers took a fumble to the house i'm like mm-hmm. how do you fumble a ball like that and herbert 317 yards in the air in Joe Burrow, 300 yards, two interceptions.
2: Yeah. I mean, Joe Burrow, you're a doppelganger. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I mean, he hurt his pinky in the game. You you saw that, like that thing blew up. Oh I mean, my gosh, man, and, like the, he Holy tried to throw cow. it and he tried to throw and it just like, you could see he screamed in pain when he did it. Like it, that, that pinky was definitely bothering him, but this seems to be the way the Bengals go. they, they beat the Ravens. They have all this expectation on them. They're like, Oh my God. Like they get all this praise expectations are starting to build up on them. And then they drop a game against, uh, who did they against the Browns? Then, you know, they beat, they, they go on another run. They beat the Raiders. They look great against the Raiders. And then they drop this game against the chargers. It just seems like they're just, they're still trying to figure things out. And also, I mean, Jamar chase. I mean, he dropped a couple key passes in this game. But uh yeah, I mean the Chargers back back in it. They're back. They're back in it. I don't know if they're back back, but they're back in it.
1: Moving right along. Motor City, Dan Campbell is no longer winless. The Lions hosted the Minnesota Vikings. They fell, they bit kneecap and they got right back up. They fell, they bit a kneecap and got right back up again. And it came down to one final play with no time left. St. Brown, Jared Goff to St. Brown in the Lions win 29 to 27. The Browns, have finally won their first win since December of last year, the Detroit Lions in Metter City, Dan Campbell.
2: Hold on. You said the Browns. Why did you say the Browns?
1: The Lions. The Lions. You corrected
2: yourself later on by saying the Detroit Lions, but I was like, he just said the Browns. What the hell? The the Lions and
1: the Vikings. Yes, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yes.
2: Yeah, the congratulations the the what a great weekend for michigan you guys win the big 10 championship you guys you know detroit finally gets their first win of the season obviously with the tragedy that happened earlier in the earlier earlier last week um of the school shooting um you know thoughts and prayers to that you know to all the families that lost you know someone and yeah just horrible but for uh dan campbell to dedicate a game ball and uh recite the names of the people of the four uh students who lost their lives was 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 a nice touch but for jared Go- i mean for the vikings come on what type of defense were you playing you guys didn't even defend the goal line that you're playing prevent defense. defense at all you're playing prevent defense in the red zone <laughs> like what are you doing uh mike zimmer mike zimmer's done he, he's out he's out and Kirk yeah, cousin stinks still how do you lose that game after? And Justin Jefferson had a fantastic game, and you still lost.
1: I don't get it, but happy for the Lions. So they were yeah. hyped. They were hyped to get that first one. they
2: This is the first time I heard this interesting stat the other day. This is the first time Detroit has scored over twenty points since week one. Wow, that's insane. So uh, good job. I mean, they've been they've been a scrappy team. They've just had the you know a bad go at it they've they've lost these close games to finally win one I mean you saw how hard they celebrated it meant so much to them
1: yep that's all I got moving on the Colts shut out the Texans
2: I mean surprise I mean color me surprised
1: yeah. There's trouble with the New York Giants. The Dolphins beat them twenty to nine with not a single touchdown by the there New is York no Giants. There's no trouble with
2: the New York Giants. This is just who the Giants are.
1: And Mike Glennon goes out with a concussion, and they just signed Matt like- Fromm. Jake Fromm. His name is
2: Jake me. Fromm, not Jake Matt Fromm. Fromm. Who I'm the hell sorry, is Matt Fromm? Fromm? His sorry. his evil twin brother, <laughs>
1: Jake Fromm. <laughs> the yes, they just
2: signed Jake Fromm. Of course, he's uh you know, formerly uh university of Georgia quarterback um, who was part of those two epic collapses against Alabama. Um, yeah. It, it looks like he's going to be the starter. Daniel Jones, of course, is having issues with his neck. Um, it doesn't look like he's going be, gonna to be coming back within the next like two weeks. It doesn't look like he's definitely not coming back this week. Um, it, it, I mean, trouble, tr- trouble in New York, I guess, but, for the dolphins they have completely turned their season around i mean they're now 6 and 7 there was one i we crossed them off we thought they had no shot at coming back
1: yeah um yeah they're looking pretty good um i'd say um there's still a lot of game uh, season left for this dolphins team but they're 6 and 7 mm-hmm. who knows they could sneak into the playoffs the afc so wide open but Who knows? All right, moving on. Minshew Mania is back, baby. (laughs) 33-18, to the Eagles beat the Jets. And Gardner Minshew in place of Jalen Hurts, 20 for 25, 242 yards and two touchdowns.
2: I mean, let's pump the brakes. I mean, Gardner Minshew did this against the Jets. I mean, it's the Jets. (laughs) It's not like he did this against, you know, like Tampa Bay or something. I mean... I do think Gardner Minshew is a pretty good, uh, decent quarterback. I don't want to say good. He's like a level below good. He's a serviceable quarterback. He's like a Taylor Heineke level quarterback. Uh, I, I guess the question is: Is there a quarterback controversy in uh Philly? Like, are they gonna, like, what, ha- like? If Jalen Hurts is healthy, night or this week, like is he going to start or are they going with Gardner Minshew? I mean, Gardner Minshew can do things to, with this offense that it seems like Jalen Hurts can't. So I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting, but I, I I have no fear of either quarterback.
1: The Rams over the Jaguars, thirty-seven to
2: seven. I mean, they're supposed to win this game, but I I I don't believe I don't I don't believe in the Rams. I don't think they're for real. I don't. With all these acquisitions and stuff, it still, it just shows like I don't know. You're you're supposed to beat a team, beat a team like this. Finally, I mean, I don't know. It's I don't know something about the Rams. They just I just don't trust them.
1: Yeah, I I can agree with you there. I, I can agree with you there. But this next game, the Steelers over the Ravens, twenty to nineteen. Mm-hmm. oh man that play call at the very end mark yeah. andrews and he just can't get it for two because they ran out of corners they're just baltimore's just so injury ridden it's crazy and brutal
2: brutal you know, i mean man. this
1: was a classic <laughs> division game
2: yeah a very defensive game very you know tough grinded out defensive battle not a lot a whole lot of offense uh lamar just He's there's something going on with Lamar, I feel like. He's he's throwing these very uh, errant passes, like and they're 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 starting to cost his team. Um Mark it just seems like I don't know if it's maybe he doesn't necessarily trust his receivers, uh aside from Mark Andrews, but that that two point conversion, I think I still think that was the right call. Might as well just go for the win. You guys are completely out of corners at this point. I don't know what they're gonna do now. Um, I mean, they're just gonna have to sign some off the street, basically. Um, but I th- I thought it was the right play. I, I thought it was I thought the play call was good too. It's just, and you know, we got T J Watt breathing down your neck. You know, you, you got to get it rid of it quickly, and it just looked like Margaret or yeah, Andrews just didn't really get a chance to turn and make a, a great play on the ball. It was in his hands, but he dropped it. So um, what do you think? Do you think that was a good play call?
1: I think if he spotted the ball a little bit more towards Andrews front, he mm-hmm. would have caught it. It went in. Mm. Yeah. But um, I mean, what does this mean for the Ravens? They don't have the number one seed. That's to new England now. And, this Ravens team seems to be collapsing. Will we even see them in the playoffs?
2: They'll, they'll be in the playoffs. I don't think they're collapsing. Um, I, I just think they're – I mean, it's like every team goes through. They, they, they're they going through a rough patch right now. Lamar's just got to tighten some things up and, you know, kind of get back to what he was doing earlier in the season. I mean, I, I really wish we had Dan on because I would like to hear Dan's insight on this game. But
1: Let's ring um, Dan from And Lamar. also –
2: also, it's a, it's it's a, like you said, it's a division game. Division games are so unpredictable because of their division games. Like, they, they just don't ever go the way you think they're gonna go.
1: Yeah, that that is true. But a very good matchup in the four twenty five slot, the Steelers over the Ravens, twenty to nineteen. The Seahawks with a shocking win over the Forty Nine ers, thirty to twenty three. I thought the Seahawks couldn't do it, but they did it. They did it,
2: but I mean, the Forty ers helped them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy G made some very boneheaded throws and plays, and just yeah, I don't know. Uh, I still don't think the Seahawks are going to make the playoffs, but they finally won a you know another. I mean, they won another game at home, but I think it's still too late for them to make that push for the playoffs.
1: The Chiefs over the Broncos, 22 to nine. I'm surprised this game was on prime time. I don't know why they flexed this game. I don't know why. I have no clue, but the Chiefs seem to be in business once again.
2: Yeah, I mean, you guys are Dan, of course, jumped the gun in the group message and was like the Chiefs or the Chiefs offense is back. I knew it was only the first drive. And again, Kansas City's offense is not the still does not look the same. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if this is just what it is. I don't know what, but uh, I mean, we're still uh, everybody's still like waiting. Everybody's like oh, when is this team going to wake up? Defensively, though, Kansas City has really 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 stepped it up. Um obviously this was against Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he's not really known to be that type of quarterback where you know, he's going to light, light, you got like light, light him up. But, um, I mean, <laughs> Sorensen finally getting up. A, a, I mean, sorensen got a pick six. Like what, 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 what is going on in Denver? I mean, Vic Fangio, this is probably his last year there. I mean, it's clearly, it's, clearly this is not working. And for Kansas city, l- listen, they can ride their defense, but their offense is going to have to pick it up, especially towards the playoffs. But Hey, Kansas city's in sole possession of first place in in the West, and it, it looks like they're gonna make the playoffs. And if they can wait, if their offense can wake up, and actually start playing at a at, at the level that we expect them to, this team is gonna be scary, and they they might make a Super Bowl run if that happens.
1: Absolutely. Last but not least, the New England Patriots defeat. The Buffalo Bills, the Patriots are now nine and four. They have the number one overall seed in the AFC in the wind gusts in Buffalo. It was crazy. But let me just say one thing Who do you think wins this game with Mac Jones throwing two for three in 19 yards?
2: Yeah, you would say it would be Buffalo, but obviously that's not how it went.
1: <laughs> Run first mentality for the New England Patriots. Mac Jones only throwing the ball three times. That's incredible. 14 I mean, to 10. That is incredible, Carlos.
2: I guess. I mean, I wasn't overall impressed, but, I mean, given the conditions, I guess it was pretty impressive. I mean, <sighs> I'm not the reason why I'm not impressed is cuz what's going on with Buffalo? This was supposed like this is supposed to be their era of the AFC East. They're supposed to be dominating the East. New England's supposed to be in a rebuild. They're not even supposed to be in this position. It's supposed to be between the Bills and the Dolphins. The Patriots aren't supposed to be here, and here they are. Bill Belichick, just like Nick Saban, won't die. He won't. He just won't go away. He's Mike. He's the other. He's the Michael Myers of the NFL. He will not die. You can try as much as you want to put this man down, but he has. what well, I mean, they have now. They have the tie, you know now they have the tiebreaker on on Buffalo. They still have one more game to play, but that game's in New England. I mean how is how is Buffalo gonna walk in there and, and hopefully the conditions won't be the same and we can actually see what a matchup between Buffalo and New England, you know, with normal conditions looks like where Mac Jones is passing more than three times. But I mean, my my goodness, like I just I just don't think Buffalo has it this year. I think I just I just don't think they're they're that team that we thought they were gonna be this season.
1: Yeah, like Dan keeps saying the AFC is still wide open it's in my It's wide
2: opinion. open. It's so I mean, think about it. If <laughs> the and the NFC, we got a 9 and 3 teams, we got a 10 and 2 team, we got Dallas at 8 and 4, uh LA at 8 and 4 and then it like drops off. But then in in the AFC, like everybody's still in play. Like like, even though Baltimore lost, like, they're still not out of getting the one seed. They're only one game behind. New England could slip up. And, I, I mean, who's to say that they won't? They still got that other game against Buffalo. I mean, I don't know. It this This season has just been so nuts and chaotic. I just don't understand what's happening. <laughs>
1: That is the hurry-up offense. Carlos and I will be back to wrap things up right after that. Hey there, this is Mark Francis of Icon Real Estate. If you have any real estate needs in the Winchester surrounding area, including West Virginia, give me a call. I've got extensive experience, been in the business for almost 20 years, and would love to help you out. Track me down at Icon Real Estate, iconsells.com, or even give me a call, 540 540- two four seven one five two seven again icon
0: sells i-c-o-n-s-e-l-l-s dot com and i would love to chat with you and help you out give me a call
1: all right welcome back what are we looking out for next week i think we all know it's a matchup between the dallas cowboys and the Washington football team a rivalry renewed. The Washington football team will unfortunately lose to this game sixty to nothing.
2: Right. Um
1: Oh what well, you 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 beg to differ there, Carlos.
2: I mean, it's not gonna be sixty nothing.
1: <laughs> oh, it's gonna be seventy to nothing.
2: No, come on, Kirby. Let's let, let's be serious here. Um listen, this is at least from the Dallas Cowboys fans perspective okay a lot of people were putting a lot of stock in the chiefs game uh just because it was the chiefs i think and saying like that was the most important game of the season thus far this is the most important game of the season thus far because if dallas loses this game we will only have a one game lead in the in the nfc east washington will be in play to win the division and on top of that we will we still have one more game against Washington um of course because we're going on we have the sandwich schedule right now where it's we're what the two Washington games are the bread and then the we have the Giants in the middle <laughs> um but yeah it's this is the most important game just because it is a division like this is an NFC game like this one matters like if we lose this it's going to count against us hard if we go into tiebreakers um so, we're, and on top of that, we have everybody coming back. We have, Randy Gregory is expected to play in this game. Um, we uh, Mike McCarthy is obviously going to be back. We've had 10 days of rest. Um, well, not necessarily 10 full days, but like, you know, we've had 10 days, you know, between games. So, we've had plenty of time to figure this out. And, um, you know, all our offensive weapons are back. Zeke, of course, is the question mark. We don't know how like what they're planning are they planning on sitting him are they planning on maybe having him in a more even more restricted role and just have him like have a couple snaps here and there but really feature tony pollard more um there's so many you know and, and the other thing is is you know offensively just in general is this the game we finally get back on track where we stop with these idiotic play calls that Kellen Moore has been calling as of late uh, for on the Washington side. I mean, uh, like, like, what do you think about like, like, and, and in all seriousness, obviously you like to make the joke. They're going to be, they're going to lose 60, zero, 70, zero. Yeah. I know you like to try to throw me off the scent, but I know you think differently than that.
1: Uh, well, Washington needs to play a lot better than they did against Las Vegas. Obviously if Taylor mm-hmm. Heineke can play smart, Progressive football with no turnovers, there's a chance. And they have to run the football still. You cannot shy away from the run with this Dallas defense. So Mm -hmm. that's what it comes down to. And the defensive (laughs) side, obviously, just make sure you're playing good defense. The secondary lockdown, you got to make sure you're on CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, those weapons. And Mm. you might have yourself a close football game. But There's a lot of moving parts that have to work correctly in order for this Washington football team to have a shot against Dallas.
2: Yeah, I think this is and I've said I said this like I think two weeks ago that the the Washington game is what's is, is like scares me because listen, there were some things that Taysom Hill did that if it's Taylor Heineke in that position, I mean, Taylor Heineke make makes the play. Whereas Taysom Hill does not make the play, um, I don't know necessarily. Um, I I like I think Dallas is gonna win this game. I do. I do think Dallas is gonna win this game, but I don't think it's gonna be a blowout by any means because it's a division game. You can't necessarily put that, you know, as a blowout. But I think in terms of like I, I don't I don't know. I I it's 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 just interesting. Um Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go Dallas 24, Washington 17. I think Washington's going to score, but I think I do I do predict a Diggs interception for sure in this game.
1: I I predict that too.
2: I and a Michael Parsons sack.
1: <laughs> I predict that too. Dallas 30, Washington uh, 17.
2: So we're both thinking Washington's going to score 17.
1: I I I think that's reasonable.
2: That's a reasonable score. But I think I think it'll be a lot closer just because it's a division game. Just because Washington's defense is playing a lot better and Dallas's offense is not playing the best right now. If Dallas comes out and it, it, the first drive is going to tell us a lot, right? If Dallas comes out and has an easy first drive, it's going to be a long day in the office for Washington. Right? Yeah. Um but if Washington puts up a fight, makes it hard on Dallas and it takes and we come out with only a field goal on that first drive, it's going to be a close game. That first drive, that first Dallas drive is going to tell is going to tell a lot for Washington. I mean, I just don't know if you guys have the weapons to beat Dallas, but I still don't put it out of the question. There's that small po like that. There's that small like possibility that Washington could pull this out.
1: It's gonna be interesting to see. The best of luck to you, Carlos.
2: I mean, should we live stream
1: the game? Ooh, I don't know.
2: Should we live stream? Should oh, wait, when does Dan come back?
1: might. that might we will inquire we, we, about that
2: we have to we, we can discuss this off air we don't want to put his business out on uh <laughs> on this on the pod
1: absolutely but that about wraps things up carlos thanks again for coming on with us dan we missed you and dan should be on with us next week
2: yeah he'll be freshly tanned and uh you know all hawaii'd out hopefully he'll be wearing the little flower necklace. He'll be talking like a Hawaiian. He'll be going, uh, you know, he'll be doing the keep it loose thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: this has been another edition of the Kirby on Sports podcast. Thanks to Trumwell Insurance. Contact Patrick Van Kemper at 540-532-0622 for all your insurance needs. Uh, And our sponsors, Regroup Building Services, PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives, Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, and Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate. You can check out anything and everything, the Kirby on Sports Podcast at kirbyonsports.com. And always, until the next time you hear us, always remember to create greatness. So long and peace out.